0: Hey Momo, how many drivers do we have in today's race? E uh, 23 sir. What? We need 24 drivers! You know what to do. Ugh, you know, ugh. Send in the field filler. Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Get all your news, results, and updates on NASCAR every week on this channel. You've tried the best, now here's the rest. Let's fill the last row with our host, Vanilla Wafers! What's up, everybody? Welcome to the back of the field as well as the bottom of the playlist. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. One of the most exciting races of the year is now in the books. I'm talking about Talladega, the Geico 500, an action-packed race that happened on a Monday. (laughs) Mother Nature screws us over again. I don't know what we have done to Mother Nature. I'm telling you. Daryl Waltrip is getting freaky with Mother Nature. This has to be going on. This curse that everyone was talking about online, I thought it was a joke, it might actually be a real thing because how in the world do we have five out of the last nine races delayed due to weather and Talladega, even the race today, suffered from rain. I, I don't know what's going on here. But we have a good race, And but we also have some news to cover before we get into the final results as well as my picks. I really do want to talk about this. Let's first get into breaking news. Uh, Hello everybody and welcome to the 8 o'clock morning news with Momo. I am your host Momo and in today's news we got some breaking news as we will go to our side reporter right now, Vanilla Wafers. Vanilla Wafers, can you hear us here in the studio? Hi Momo, this is Vanilla Wafers, can you hear me alright? Yes, yes. Could you stop yelling? Please, tell us what the news is. Well, I'm sure you can see from here from a distance as an absolute frenzy down here, even though this bit of news came out on Sunday afternoon. it's still going crazy here at the studio. You're you're still in the studio? Yes, I am, Momo. In fact, I'm right next to you. Get out of the way. Move, 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 move. Okay, thank you. I will read the story as the ESPN News Service actually posted this sometime yesterday so here we go a noose was found in the garage stall of Bubba Wallace at Talladega Super Speedway in Lincoln Alabama on Sunday less than two weeks after Wallace who is NASCAR's only black driver successfully pushed the stock car racing series to ban the confederate flag at its tracks and facilities late this afternoon NASCAR was made aware that a noose was found in the garage stall of the 43 team Bubba Wallace never saw the noose however it was his pit crew that were the first ones to spot it and report it. NASCAR has taken this all the way to the FBI to have it investigated as they have access to cameras as well as security evidence of whoever did this as the person will be banned for life from NASCAR which is rightfully so. Steve Phelps, the president of NASCAR held a conference right before the race and they also had all the drivers push Bubba Wallace's car down pit road to the front where they took a photo and they all stood for the National Anthem. Now, my personal opinion on this, this is absolutely disgusting and horrid for whoever did this to the number 43 team in Bubba Wallace. This is absolutely appalling. I knew that Talladega was going to be one of those tracks where they were going to have a lot of struggle. I'm not going to lie. Talladega is not known for being a equal state, uh, the state of Alabama. But I did not think it was going to come to this point. I thought we reached the max limit when we saw a plane circling around the racetrack on Sunday. It was on Twitter where someone had a Confederate flag being carried behind a plane and it said defund NASCAR. It was like, it's like, okay, hold on. I know that some people consider the Confederate flag a sign of Southern pride, but it freaking Isn't it was literally a flag that was held for five years mind you not even like a couple decades Like it wasn't in your family for generations It was in for five years, and it was to go against the United States So don't give me that bullcrap that it was more of a southern pride because if you look back at the true history of it That is 100% away from the truth It was literally there to go against America and second off why in the world are you going after a man like this? Bubble Wallace is one of the nicest guys in the NASCAR Cup Series. I think the worst thing he's ever done is thrown water into Alex Bowman's face. And he admitted that he was wrong about it. But at the same time, it was just like one of those things like, yeah, he was pissed off. He got spun out early in the race. Of course, he was pissed off at him. He could have thrown a punch or something. I'm not saying that what he did was right. But overall, he's one of the nicest drivers out there on the racetrack. I mean, for crying out loud, during rain events, he would throw a football out into the crowd. And for someone to put a noose, which is the most insensitive thing you could do to an African-American, I mean, literally there in the South, there was lynching going on, and you thought it was a great idea to do that. You just put a black eye in America, and whatever movement that you actually held, it's completely gone. Like, there, nobody's going to stand by that at all except for the people who are uh, far with you who actually hate black people. So shame on that person. You should be tried. You should be banned from NASCAR for life. And I hope the FBI finds you because that is the most disgusting act I have ever seen a human being do to another person. Hands down, a horrible thing. And I guess Sonoma had something that was a little similar to it. Not to the uh, same extent, but I think it was like a twine that looked like a noose. That was on the racetrack. Uh, I don't know exactly on that one. I need to do more research on it. But, I mean, what I'm afraid of happening is it was actually someone internal in NASCAR. I really hope that wasn't the case. But there is a good chance that that happened. I'm not saying it was planted. Like, don't give me... Like, Don't put words in my mouth. But if that is the case, that would be one of the worst things to happen in NASCAR. But you know what? Bubba Wallace is actually doing a great movement. Uh, At the end of the race, we saw how so many people uh, circle around him, screaming his name. First time ever going to a NASCAR event because they wanted to support Bubba. This is a great... Movement what they're doing the confederate flag needed to be banned nascar made steps in the right direction a few years ago And then they took a one step forward that absolutely needed to happen and because you have people like that I don't know. It almost makes me embarrassed to be a NASCAR fan, but at the same time, I don't want to be embarrassed about it, because that's not a real NASCAR fan. NASCAR fans are very welcoming people. We have such a great time, and everyone is a close friend of us at the racetrack, and for someone like that to do that, you've just pissed on Bubba Wallace, you pissed on the movement, you pissed on every driver in NASCAR, and you should never, and I mean ever, step foot on NASCAR track again. That's all i got to say about that. I don't want to make this... uh, um, whole entire podcast, uh, kind of a down mood because it was Talladega, it was exciting one, but I just really wanted to cover that because this is top news; it needs to be covered. So let's move on to the final results at Talladega. Even though we covered on that news story, we still need the Funkalicious music because we had some awesome racing at Talladega. It was actually a really good race. We had um, a race where it wasn't really a wreck fest and we had a lot of action pack, a lot of passing. We had 56 lead changes among 19 drivers. It hasn't been that high since like 2011 when they were having maximum number of lead changes. So that, that was great to see. Also some a little bit of fuel mileage at the end and it was, it was impossible to tell who was going to win the race. I mean obviously Penske looked like the top dogs throughout the entire race, but I didn't know who was going to win it, but in the end, it was the number 12 of Ryan Blaney getting his fourth career win, also his second win at Talladega, and his first win of the 2020 season, he edges out Ricky Stenhouse Jr. at the finish line by point zero zero seven seconds. Congratulations to Ryan Blaney. He is your winner of the Geico 500. Finishing second, like I said, was the number 47 of Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Finishing third, actually spinning out to the finish line, was the number 10 of Eric Amarola for Stuart Haas, one of his top finishes of the year. Finishing fourth was the number 11 of Denny Hamlin for Joe Gibbs. Finishing fifth was his partner, the number 20 of Eric Jones. Finishing sixth, we have the number 17 of Chris Busher. Finishing seventh is the number 88 of Alex Bowman. The top finishing rookie was the Number eight, or excuse me, the number 38 in the eighth position, John Hunter Niemacek. Finishing ninth was the number one of Kurt Busch, and right out the top ten was the number four of Kevin Harvick. Finishing 11th was the number 24 of William Byron. Finishing 12th was the number 13 of Ty Dillon. In the 13th spot, we have the number 48 of Jimmy Johnson. Finishing 14th, the most-mentioned driver, the number 43 of Bubba Wallace. Finishing 15th is the number 37 of Ryan Priest. Finishing 16th, we have the number 32 of Corey LaJoy, another good finish for him at a restricted plate. Finishing 17th, probably the top dog of this race, uh, second to Ryan Blaney, the number 22 of Joey Logano. Finishing 18th is the number 34 of Michael McDowell. Finishing 19th, we have the number 2 of Brad Keselowski. And rounding out the top 20 is the number 8 of Tyler Reddick, who, by the way, won the first stage here in this Talladega race. Some noticeable drivers here near the back. The top finishing open charter car was the number 62 of Brendan Gaughan, finishing 21st. Martin Trex Jr. did not have a good car at all. He finished 23rd. Clint Boyer and Ryan Newman finished 24th and 25th. Kyle Busch, in the number 18, finishes 32nd, and getting involved in a wreck uh, near the middle of the race was the number 9 of Chase Elliott and the number 3 of Austin Dillon. They're credited with a 38th and 39th finish, and the guy that finished last place was actually the number 42 McDonald's Chevrolet of Matt Kenseth with a rear hub problem, and that is your final results of the Talladega race. Now, let's get into it. Like I said, it wasn't a wreck fest like we're used to seeing at Talladega. Honestly, there was really only a few drivers who ended up in an accident in the middle of the race. Yes, there was a lot of guys who spun out there near the finish, but that's okay. Near the the finish is perfectly fine with me for having a wreck. Um, when when it's about 27 cars that get into an accident because there's too much bumping and banging, that's where I have a problem with restrictor plate races. But it didn't happen in this race. And Ricky Stenhouse Jr. winning the second stage and also Tyler Reddick winning the first stage, I didn't have either of them picked uh, for stage winners. I thought it was going to be like Joey Logano, Brad Keselowski, or Chase Elliott were going to be the top guys. And honestly, Chase Elliott was never really a factor, really the top running uh, Henrik Carr was honestly the number 24, William Byron, and but Ryan Blaney, you could clearly tell that um, this is going to be one of his top tracks, and really restrictor plates are his favorite because he did great at Daytona, he did he did great at Talladega last year, and he did phenomenal in this race as well. Um, so without a doubt, Ryan Blaney is going to be the one to look at from here on out. But one thing I haven't seen from a restrictor plate race in a long time that we saw in this race was a fuel mileage race. And I'm just wondering, what would have happened if they would have stayed green? I think it would have still been between Ryan Blaney and Ricky Stenhouse, but it would have been so interesting to see how small that pack would have been. Obviously, this finish was it was great enough. I mean, I enjoyed watching this race from beginning to end, without well, except for the rain delay. But overall, great race. Probably the best race of the season. Maybe second to one of the Darlington races, but... Great job on NASCAR with the restrictor plate package. This is absolutely what they needed to go in the right direction, and congratulations to Ryan Blaney for his fourth career win and one of the closest finishes in NASCAR history. Alright, so let's take a look at our picks and which ones we thought were safe picks, who were the top drivers, top 10 guys, and dark horses, and which ones really helped you out Which ones let you down and which ones will be ones to keep an eye on for next Talladega race? Let's first start off with the ones who let us down and it was two of the top drivers mind you Chase Elliott and Ryan Newman Chase Elliott only scored three points for you if you used him I thought the dude was gonna win the race But you know he just couldn't have any luck in the race at all Um, He was trying to make the top line work, just couldn't let it happen. When he finally started heading head towards the front, he got taken out by none other than Brad Keselowski and Joey Logano. Uh, Man, if you're a Henrik fan, you hate Penske, and if you're a Penske fan, you hate Henrik. There's no in-between there. And Ryan Newman. So, as I said in my last few statistics, he finished 2nd, 7th, 25th, ninth, 2nd. I kind of threw out that 25th, and I really shouldn't have because that's where he finished in this race, and he only got you 13 points so by far, he was a big letdown. Um, Joey Logano got 33 points. It's one of his lowest showings in the most recent time, so that was kind of a letdown. Eric Amarola, eh, 34 points. That's usually about the area where he finishes, except for that time he won, so he did exactly what we thought he was going to do, but Ryan Blaney was the big, big winner in this. I mean, he got us 54 points if you picked him. I didn't pick him, and neither did the other two predictors on this podcast, so just to show you how good we are at predicting. But now let's move on to the top 10 guys. The top 10 guys actually did what they were supposed to. I mean, Denny Hamlin, I put him more as a top 10 guy. He got fourth. He did better than I expected. It got you 33 points. That was awesome. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Definitely going to move him up as a top driver for the Talladega race because he got you 45 points if you picked him. I picked him and so did one other person. So great job on that one if you put him in. Kurt Busch, Gave you the top 10 like he was going to. uh, 31 points. You can't ask for a better day from a guy who always will score top 10s. Brad Keselowski bit of a letdown. I thought he was going to be kind of a letdown in this race That's why I put him towards the top 10 I mean he still got you top 10 points But I just wish he was a little higher because he could have got you around 35 if he would have finished well And then William Byron I had a hunch that he was gonna do good I really did and he actually almost got a top 10 He got 10th in both the stage uh, positions and then he finished 11th So 28 points um it would have been better if he got 30, but, you know, uh, 28 is still going to be really good. And our Dark Horses, they actually didn't do too bad. Ty Dillon uh got 25 points. He finished right where he usually does. He finished 13th, or excuse me, no, he finished 12th, actually. And that's been around the spot he's been usually finishing. Corey LaJoy, this was his worst uh, showing, but still got you 21 points. John Hunter Nemechek, I saw that he was doing good in the X-Fandy. I said that would be a good Dark Horse, and he was the best one out of the bunch, scoring 29. The only one who was a bit of a letdown was... Brendan Gaughan the 62 but I said that one was far-fetched so overall those picks did pretty good for you guys the only ones that let you down was Ryan Newman and Chase Elliott and I said those guys were going to be top drivers so sorry on that I hope you guys don't hate me too much but now let's go into the big thing that I care about the most and that is who won between me Mechanical Manny and Crazy Corrado it's a showdown time Alright, so here's my picks. Here we go. We had Vanilla Wafers, which is me. I picked Joey Logano, Chase Elliott, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Eric Amarola, William Byron, and Corey LaJoy. Now let's go to Mechanical Manny. He picked Brad Keselowski, Denny Hamlin, Tyler Reddick, Kurt Busch, Clint Boyer, and William Byron. Crazy Corrado, He picked a little similar to me. He got Joey Logano, Chase Elliott, and Ricky Stenhouse. The three different that he had for me were Clint Boyer, Tyler Reddick, and Jimmy Johnson. Now, the points were pretty close. I mean, Mechanical Manny, his six drivers, gave him 29 points, 33 points, 27, 31, 12, 28. Really didn't have any slackers except for Clint Boyer. Crazy Corrado, same with me, and also a little bit of Mechanical Manny. He got 33, 3, 45, 12, 27, 31st. Finishing third in this competition was Crazy Corrado. He got third out of us three with 151 points. It was Clint Boyer and Chase Elliott who kind of gave him the screw down. Sorry, my friend. You get the bottom bitch position once again. How's it feel to be the bronze medal? (laughs) Okay, but the question is, was I silver medal or was Mechanical Manny silver medal? Here's the points. Finishing second with a score of 160 points, only four points behind your winner is... Mechanical Manny, he only scored 160 points, which means I am the victor once again with 164 points. Woohoo! Yeah! Still the top dog in this podcast. I better be the top dog. Oh, yeah! I mean, like uh, like he had Clint Boyer that kind of gave him the screw down right there. And I had Ricky Stenhouse who gave me all of the points. But none of us picked uh, Ryan Blaney. So that just shows you how intelligent we are on that. But overall, it was a great showdown. Let's see how we do in the Pocono doubleheader. Our picks will be coming this Friday. And that will conclude the last segment of today's episode. Before I sign off, I just want to quote something similar to what Bubba Wallace said. We still got a long way to go to reach equality, but we are making damn good steps in the right direction. And I only hope that we keep going in the right direction and we don't see any similar events to what happened on Sunday. But thank you guys so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. You all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast.